This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. I had the chance to speak with uh, Wharton professor Nancy Rothbard yesterday uh, over the internet via uh, the Blue Jeans app. Did a little uh, video recording and audio recording of her to talk about the state of work here in the United States and what it is going to look like post-coronavirus. So here's that opportunity for you to hear from us about what the state of work is going to be moving forward. Well, the coronavirus has us working from home more and more, including yours truly, doing a daily radio show from my house. But at some point, we will get the chance to go back in our offices. Still, has this work from home period changed how we look at our prospects for working in the future? Nancy Rothbard is a professor in the management department at the Wharton School, and she joins me right now. Nancy, great to see you. Uh, you too are working from home right now. Yes, I am, Dan. It's great to see you as well. Thank you. So uh, anecdotally, what has this experience been like for you? And, and also, what has it meant for the work that you do and the research you do about, about the workplace? Uh, well, I mean, I think that it is the new work from home is the new normal for many of us, right? For those of us who are lucky enough to do knowledge work, we've been able to do a lot of transferring of our work from the office to home. Uh, and so that's something that I, I think a lot of people are experiencing. And, and frankly, we're the lucky ones, right? We've been able to pretty seamlessly transfer a lot of what we do from the physical workplace to home. And from my standpoint, in terms of what I research, I mean, I've, I've been looking at how people navigate the boundaries between work and home for many, many years. And this is something, it's a phenomenon that is both fascinating to me intellectually, but also I'm living it as well. And so it's given a whole new meaning to uh, loving and living your research. So then let's look at this from two perspectives. How do you think then working from home is going to be impacted in the short term, obviously, with all of this going on, but maybe even longer term, because if you go back a couple of years, I remember talking with you and others about we were starting to see more companies think about work from home as a component. Then it kind of seemed to go away a little bit. But now it almost makes you feel like this will start to come back even more. Absolutely. I think that this has been really a jumpstart, if you will, to work from home. This has been work from home has been around for a really long time. Uh, there's a lot of, again, knowledge workers who've been able to do their work. Uh, in many places, right, whether it's uh, from home, on the road, at the soccer game, uh, or what have you. But these are, you know, these, the, this, this very, very uh, severe shock of the pandemic, right, to the way that we live our lives has really been um, just a, a remarkable uh, sea change in terms of how we go about our work. And, you know, one of the things, though, that I want to point out is that when we think about work from home under coronavirus shelter in place kinds of norms, it's a little bit different from how the work from home uh, has has played out in different circumstances. Right. When when everybody is forced to be together at home. Right. You have your spouse, your kids, your pets. Everybody's at home. Uh, and nobody really has a choice about it, that's a little bit different from, you know, an, a situation where you or your employer chooses to have you be working from home either part of the time or all of the time. 
And so there's a couple of really subtle and important distinctions, I think, uh, between what we're experiencing now and the types of work from home experiences we might have under more normal circumstances. So do you believe that, and obviously technology is part of this, uh, do you believe that the levels of technology that we see now and probably will see in the future will make it even easier to be able to do work from home? One of the things that's been really remarkable in terms of this shift has been that technology has been a huge aid to shifting the work, uh, work from the office to home. It's enabled us to be connected to each other uh, and, and to be connected to each other at high speed. You know, I, I will admit I'm old enough to remember the dial-up modem, right? If we were still under the dial-up modem uh, era, this would be a lot harder, right? Yeah. Um, having high-speed yeah. internet, having, you know, the ability to really connect both audio and video with our colleagues has really made, I think, a huge difference in terms of our ability to simulate being with everybody in the workplace. And so that that technology is, is enormously important. There's one piece that I wanna point out about technology though, and I think it's related to this issue. When I say the work from home has gone very smoothly for knowledge workers, you know, it's not the case for everybody, right? Some people's jobs really need to be in the workplace. Our grocery store workers, we need them in, in the grocery store. We need people in, you know, stocking the shelves. We need people, you know, ha you know we, we need people shipping us goods uh, to keep, you know, the, the, uh, the, the flow of food going, right? And so, and not to mention the toilet paper crisis that everybody's experiencing, <laughs> right? So right. the point is some jobs really don't lend themselves as easily to work from home. And it's also linked to socioeconomics, right? People who don't have internet, high-speed internet in their homes are experiencing this in terms of the public school crisis, in terms of the unevenness of people's access to technology. And that's creating a digital divide, which may be separating us even further. And that's, I think, a, a worry, a public policy worry that we just need to keep an eye on with this type of situation. So then when you think about the actual work from home element, when you're talking about the employees and their bosses at the, at the office, one of the things that I think a lot of companies talk about is making sure that you're getting the productivity that you would like to get from the employee. How does that element potentially come into play and change the dynamic when you're talking about a boss who may be in one location and an employee who may be in another and the boss wanting to make sure that that productivity level is as good as you can get, obviously understanding that there could be some, some uh, you know, some wrenches in the, in the mix here. Absolutely. I think that that's always been the crux of the problem when it comes to work from home. Managers are worried, very strongly worried, that if they don't see the employee, if they don't, if they can't keep tabs on them, then that productivity may slack off, right? And so that's been that's been the perennial concern of managers with work from home. What some, uh, again, technology actually can play a role. What some companies uh, who've been doing this for years with customer service workers who are in remote locations is they actually keep tabs on screen time, 
on, you know, keystrokes. Uh, you know, they can, there are a lot of technological solutions for certain jobs that enable managers to actually have that background surveillance, if you will. It's a little creepy, but that, that, has, been in, uh, that has been employed for a long time. Now, one of the things I think that managers with knowledge workers need to do when they can't keep tabs on their employees face-to-face uh, -face is they need to be much more clear about their metrics. What are they expecting of employees? What are the goals? What are, you know, are there daily goals or do they not care if there are daily goals as long as there are weekly goals or as long as there are goals, deadlines that are met, you know? And so those are the kinds of things that are really important. The other thing is, as I, as I mentioned earlier, the, the amazing technology we have access to really enables us to do more check-in with each other. And so that's a really critical piece as well. And I think, doesn't it also impact what is considered to be the workday? You know, traditionally, it's either nine to five or eight to four or, you know, whatever that eight hour period usually is. If you have more work from home, that eight, uh, that eight hours that you'd be working could very well be more piecemeal. Like, I'm going to do a couple of hours in the morning, then I'm going to come back around lunchtime, put a couple more hours in and then do a couple more in the evening. A lot of people would like to have that. I don't know how that floats with a lot of companies these days. I think that that's one of the real challenges, right? If you're clear about your metrics, if you're clear about being results oriented versus FaceTime oriented, then I think you don't worry as much about that. But one of the things that's really critical when you think about you know, the schedule that people have, the key from my perspective from a that a manager should care about is, does the person need to coordinate with other people? If they're on a team and they need to coordinate with other people to get their work done, it's really, really important to have that person available at, at, in a window, which is also uh, acceptable to the other people on the team, right? So you have to have shared time. As long as, and so as a manager, what I would recommend is that you make sure that employees structure shared time if they are on, if they have a team uh, related output that they need to work on. You did an article that appeared on, on LinkedIn a while back looking at two different types of worker, the segmenter and the integrator. Tell us about them. So um, this is something I've been studying for many years. The, the, the kind of preference for segmentation or segmenters, people who like to keep work and home separate. Whereas integrators are the kinds of people who prefer to blur the boundary. They don't mind sort of the, you know, kids' pictures in their office or, you know, taking a work call at home, that kind of thing. And, you know, so I've been studying these, these types of folks for years. And in this new work from home reality that we're living in, it's particularly challenging for segmenters, people who like to keep a sharp line between work and home. We can't do that right now, even if we want to. This is where basically the rubber hits the road and all the, our two worlds are colliding like crazy. We have you know, kids who are doing online school, they're, you know, they're wandering into the room to, to get something. Uh, you know, you've got a spouse or a partner who is also trying to get work done from home. Sometimes you have clashing conference calls. 
sometimes you both need the high definition video camera. Uh, you know, other times you can kind of make trade-offs. And so these are the kinds of challenges that we really inevitably are facing in the pandemic work from home reality. That's not always the case with work from home, but it's really a big challenge now. For people who are segmenters, there's there's a lot of, of work that they need to actively do to be more comfortable in this type of an environment. And that involves doing two things, really thinking about your how you use your time and thinking about how you um, structure your space. And so from a time perspective, a segmenter is going to be much better off if they stick to a routine or a schedule, right? They, they, they kind of make a plan in the morning. They, they, it's probably a, a routine for them as well. Um, they, you know, have a ritual where they, you know, transition into their work mode. Uh, they're not lounging around in PJs all day. They're not setting up in the middle of the kitchen, right? Like I am. I'm, by the way, in the middle of my kitchen because I'm an integrator. It doesn't bother me as much. You know, I've had many meetings where my kids walk walk behind me, right, and get a snack out of the out of the cabinet. But a lot of people, but a lot of people who are not as comfortable with that, they shouldn't be setting up in the middle of the kitchen. They should have a room that's off to the side where it's they can close the door, they can lock it, and you know they can preserve the sanctity of their space. The second piece, uh, and, and so that's the, that's the space piece of it, right? So there's the time in terms of the routine, and then there's the space that you choose. Uh, what do you think then looking forward? Is there one thing that business leaders can, can try and do today that's going to prepare employees and, and maybe even their businesses as well for life after this crisis and what the expectations for work are gonna be? So I think that this is an opportunity. I mean, it's definitely a challenge for all of us, but it's also an opportunity. It presents us an opportunity as business leaders to really think carefully, as I mentioned before, about those metrics. What is it that we expect from our employees? What tasks need to get done and how do they need to get done? Are some tasks totally fine being done individually in a way that is asynchronous? What tasks need to be done synchronously with the team? You know, that may help us work better. We're, you know, we'll be able to work smarter uh, if we can figure that out, if we can use the pandemic experience, the work from home experience as a way to really identify what's important, what are our priorities, and what are our expectations about individual versus team-based work? If we can do that as leaders, use this as a natural experiment, that can allow us to leapfrog in terms of the types of productivity and you know, the work um, flexibility that we're able to offer in the workplace in the future. Nancy, great to talk to you as always. Uh, look forward to seeing you back on campus at some point. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Dan. Great to see you and great to see you doing well. Nancy Rothbard, uh, professor in the management department at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.